to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. I'm Sharon Kleina. The power of water, your health. The idea is behind all life, Earth's secret is for you to know your own personal lifestyle and choices. Your choices are getting up every day and wanting to be more proactive. You know, there's a lot of controversy going on with what global warming is all about, and we're going to be discussing that today, too. And we're going to also have a Dr. Jackson on, who has spent her life and mission on understanding your more proactive concerns and taking better care of your health and learning more about um, who you are and what you need to learn from um, alternative backgrounds. In other words, learn more, educate yourself more about who you are personally. I think this is what the show is about every week. My background is I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and I put millions of dollars behind research in dehydration, hydration, an understanding of moisture loss in the body and the dry air you're living in. The moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe from a pocket of water. From that moment on, there were no two eyes alike, no two skins on the complexion alike, no two fingerprints alike, and more. We need to study more, I know that. Research needs to get further involved in the dehydration studies of each individual from birth. I wanted to ask you today if you would join us and learn more about uh, your, uh, your own education and receive more about uh, what you can do with a mission to join all of us that have been on the show for over two and a half years uh, throughout the world on what is so important with that earth secret about who you are and embrace your life. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Here's Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye, supplementing the dry eye without eye drops, and we'll be back in a moment with Dr. Jackson. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening. 
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Today we have Dr. Nisha Jackson from Medford, Oregon, who uh, is going to teach us quite a bit. I've been very excited about having her on about our uh, self being more self-reliant and learning more about hormones, your health, better sleep, and more about balancing um, your health, uh, stress, diet, supplements, and more. Are you with us, Dr. Jackson? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Um, I was reading about you, and uh, your, your mission has been long, and you've ha- treated over 15,000 patients. Um, you are the founder of the Alt- uh, Center in Medford, Oregon, and I, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation. It's called uh-huh. Vin- Vinata? Uh, Vitana Wellness. Uh-huh. Vitana. Vitana. Mm-hmm. And you founded this, and why? Well, I actually uh, opened the practice 15 years ago. I, I really wanted to be able to, I would, when I originally started seeing patients, I was only seeing women. My area of expertise is gynecology and women's health. And I just uh, realized over the years that we needed to have other professionals so it could be one place where, where patients could come and get everything that they need, whether it be traditional or complementary medicine, you know, so they could have options. If someone were to come in with high cholesterol and didn't want to use a statin, a medication that lowers cholesterol that has, a, you know, a number of side effects that they could get other options. So we have a combination of internal medicine physicians. Uh, we have family practice physicians. We have naturopaths, acupuncturists. We have herbalists. We have dietitians. So it's really nice to be able to have a – it's, it's called an integrative medicine clinic, and it's nice to be able to see people, you know, have a one-stop shop so that people have options. Well, that's important, too. I find that I've been in research for almost 30 years now, and it is time that I'm very excited for you and excited for your, uh, the patients that come to you, and let's spread the word uh, because this is a nice method of people being more proactive, coming to a clinic that has more alternatives uh, yeah. to provide the nutrition, sleep, uh, stress, uh, more in one center, and hopefully they have a choice of being in a more natural setting than having to have a prescription written all the time. And don't misunderstand me. I'm in the medical field and research, but I do believe it's time that people started recognizing that there are other ways than having a prescription. It Absolutely. takes a little more work from each of us, but it, uh, in the long run, it's healthier. Um, Dr. Jackson, tell us about your background, and then we're going to go into the subject matters of concerns that you have about people to being more proactive. Right. Well, my area of expertise, just, just my particular area, not necessarily everybody at the clinic. There's 20 healthcare professionals within the clinic, but just my particular area focuses on hormone imbalances for men and women, but mostly women. So we look at why are women feeling depressed? Why are women gaining weight? Why do women have facial hair? Why are women having more problems with their periods today than maybe ever before? And looking at those underlying causes, testing the hormone levels, identifying where the imbalance exists, which almost always occurs for women after the age of about 35 to 40, and correcting those imbalances naturally. So there's a... Now, when you, know, you say hormonal imbalances, let's dive into... Uh, 
a little bit more. Um, what about if uh, during some different the different hormone changes they start having a lot more? Uh, uh, let's say they want to sleep more or they don't want to sleep as much. Uh, what about addiction? Uh, do they find themselves wanting to be more? Uh, they become more addictive to something, whether it be alcohol, drugs, the um, computer, um, going out and and uh, bumping, bungee jumping. Uh, do they find themselves also with a personality that might be changing? Right. Well, the number of, to answer some of those questions, we really look at the hormone level. So we're looking at estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, thyroid hormones, DHEA, mm-hmm. brain chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine. Mm-hmm. Getting all of those hormones and brain chemicals in balance can correct so many issues that women have today instead of what we see is going into the medical office having a five or ten minute appointment, maybe taking a quick little questionnaire, getting handed a prescription for an antidepressant. It doesn't work. You're right. It doesn't work. So this is actually getting to the bottom of that. So, you know, when you talk about addiction, you talk about insomnia, you talk about problems with people having excessive fatigue. Not eating correctly. Yeah. Many times there's there's an imbalance underlying that that can be corrected. Having a lot more mental problems to where they're being more, much more irritable and more anxiety. Yes, that go along with it. You know, I think a lot of times, don't you think, doctor, a lot of people, uh, we forget. We get very busy today. And I have found in my research and more than ever in history, uh, I don't care who you are, what age you are, we're, we're so communicated with, uh, out of control. In other words, we're either sitting at the television, watching a movie, listening to the radio, listening to music, uh, on the computer, running here, running there, we're not stopping to consider who we are, embrace ourselves, and get to know us, the person. Uh, that was one of the reasons I wanted to have a radio talk show, is get people more involved in who they are. Of course, I'm a believer. My mission throughout, I, I say, Dr. Jackson, I must be a 1,000 years old because nobody has studied water as much as I have unless they are. And so I go back into the history of our planet looking at water, dehydration, the lack of seriousness of it, uh, been concerned that people are not stressed every day from birth to drink enough water. And uh, with the hormones, have you found that a lot of people are not drinking enough pro- uh, water when they're having a lot of hormone indefension, uh, lack of the problems that they're having? Yes, absolutely. I think that's, that's one of the key components is looking at the whole picture. You know, we spend quite a bit of time, I spend quite a bit of time on diet and what kind of diet is really best for, and we call it an anti-inflammatory diet. So certainly that has a lot to do with, you know, fluid intake and, and the right balance of protein, carbs, and fats. So all of that, you know, I always tell my patients, diet's about 50% of your recovery, and of course that includes water uh, and, and the water nutrients. So most people don't really realize what they're putting in their mouth has a huge effect on their hormones and their overall brain chemical balance. So I, I'm a huge believer in that also. Now, have you found, I know last week we had, um, I don't know if I li- if you listened to my show last week with Dr. Chow, unbelievable background of Chinese theories, and, uh, and she practices all over the world. Um, have you found that a lot of people are, have not taken the balance system of the water and what they must do throughout their lives serious? And and when they're and, uh, getting the therapeutic treatments or they're getting their, let's say, supplements or whatever they're doing in their own eco-balances, have you found that when people come in and they're 
having a lot of challenges with mental stress and hormones uh, are um, malfunctioning, and they didn't even understand. They were blaming it on some someone else. An example, a lot of times, doctor, do you find that patients will come in, well, I've had trouble here, I've had trouble there, I, I'm under this pressure, and they're not realizing that maybe the reason that they're having a lot of stress with their obstacles and their trouble is their health wasn't, uh, they did, were not healthy. Uh, they want to blame it on something other than their own health. Well, health helps kind of a big word, but yes, absolutely. They I know, I had to go the big word because it could be <laughs> almost anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, like I said, nutrition and intake and overall health balance, and that would include their sleep, all of their lifestyle habits, their sleep habits, their, their stress reduction habits, how they handle stress. There, even there, you know, you talked a little bit about sensory overload, people always having something coming in to their system, some kind of input, emails, uh, phone calls, you know, constant, you know, meeting after meeting or, you know, running their kids different places. So you're right, all of those things, which I call all of those things part of our health, have a very large impact on the balance for people. So getting slowly but surely and not over, overwhelming the patient sort of the key but slowly but surely educating people, little things that they can do to put all this together, I think is where it's at. Now, when a patient comes in to you, what is the first thing you do a test? What is the very first thing uh, in a clinic like yours that you begin to test? Do you have a particular test that you do? Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, The first thing that I like to do, and I do phone consults for people all over the world, but I also see patients in the office. In my particular practice, I really like to look at um, I really like to look at their history, find out what are they suffering from, you know, get right to the problems. If it's depression, you know, aim my focus right at the depression, which also can be uh, besides brain chemical imbalance, it can be problems with their diet, it could be di- problems with just not managing their stress. And then we order once we know what the problems are and we have all of their history, we can order a panel that's appropriate for those particular problems. Now, when you say you order a panel, what does that mean? It's a blood test, and it looks okay. at all of their female hormones, if okay. it's a female, female hormones, mm-hmm. and also their, some of their brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. We also ordered, sometimes order a general chemistry screen, look at some of their general blood tests, their blood sugar, their insulin, mm-hmm. see how, how their general health is operating. But my focus is primarily looking at their hormonal balance hormonal and brain chemical balance because those mm-hmm. two go together. Now, when the, uh, have you ever uh, gotten into, and yeah, I bet you are, but uh, at making, when the patient comes in to see you the first time, especially to bring a little logbook of things they've written themselves that they'd like to talk to you about, uh, what they've been eating, what the supplements have been, the sleep, uh, some of the things that are going on in their life choices daily that, so they wouldn't forget, uh, do they keep a logbook? Yeah, I, I actually, I actually uh, encourage them just to bring a whole bag of their supplements and their prescriptions okay. in because so many times maybe they're not taking something right or they're mixing two things together that shouldn't be mixed. I mean, this happens all the time. So actually, and then a log of your symptoms can be very important, especially if they're cyclic for women. If they're happening some days worse than others, it's really mm-hmm. helpful to know when they're happening. Mm-hmm. Now, when a person comes in with their supplements and you're opening up the little bag, I'll call it uh, the supplements, have you ever noticed a lot of times they're taking supplements that might not be healthy for them, combining them too many? Yes, absolutely. Just, just like I had just mentioned, taking supplements at the wrong time or taking mm-hmm. supplements together that shouldn't be mixed together, such as many women will take their calcium, magnesium in the morning, 
the calcium magnesium is a relaxation supplement. It's listed in some of the health food journals as a sleep agent. So using that in the evening uh, or at bedtime is much more helpful for their energy to be greater during the day if they use that at night or teaching them not to take their calcium with certain um, medications like thyroid medication should never be used with iron or calcium. Excellent, so, or excellent education. Taking thyroid, um, yeah, taking thyroid medication on an empty stomach, those kind of things I think it's mm-hmm. so helpful to have all of that information in front of you so that you can get to the bottom of maybe why they're feeling so bad. And then maybe some uh, hormonal imbalances that are being triggered. Uh, now let's go into the hormones. Uh, educate our, uh, our listener, men and women, um, what, what is the def- definition of hormones for those who may just give them some common sense? Yes, absolutely. Hormones are chemical messengers in the body, and they, they pretty much run every single system in our body. So hormone balance is very important. It, it has a tendency to get, um, we, we, have a, we lose our hormones as we get older. We also lose our hormones, certain hormones, as we become more stressed or maybe our diet is not ideal or we're not sleeping enough. So hormone imbalance for men and women can begin very early, women feeling like they're going into menopause at age 30, or men feeling like they're losing their testosterone. They don't, maybe their sex drive is, is uh, compromised, or maybe they have problems with remembering things or gaining too much weight around the middle part of their body. All of these mm-hmm. things can happen when their hormones decline, and sometimes much earlier than it used to. The average age of menopause is 51, but we see many women in their 20s with symptoms of what appears like menopause. Even though it's not, they just need to be balanced. Hormone imbalance. So, hmm. Right. What are some of the symptoms with our young women? And I am, I'm going to dive into a little bit, and we'll come back after our break, but I'm really concerned about our young women uh, more than ever in history because they're going too fast a pace. Uh, they're expecting more from themselves, and, and they're more uh, too addicted to the computer and they're, into, they're diving into giving their lives to so many different directions, and they're not really understanding what the word lazy and space around you means. Um, what in the age, let's say a 30-year-old woman, for example, that is showing some, a lot of exhaustion, stress, not sleeping properly, anxiety, uh, that, could that be she should be tested for, uh, and just in case she started a premenopausal um, is it possible to start too early because your hormones are imbalanced and then all of a sudden you can balance the hormones and then all of a sudden that, pre, uh, horm- that pre-menopausal will stop or does it continue on slowly if, you, if right. you're under hormone treatment? Well, there's no, you know, every single woman is different. Every single man is different. So you can't really say that these, you know, the trend is that that once the hormones become imbalanced, the body will either, you know, you either change what you're doing in your lifestyle to help, you know, correct that imbalance and it corrects itself or it continues to decline with age. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be more the norm than correcting itself. So Mm -hmm. with Progesterone deficiency, let's take progesterone deficiency for men and women. When women or men have a progesterone deficiency, they, they will automatically feel more depressed. They'll also automatically feel more anxious. The, the loss of progesterone, which I kind of refer to progesterone as the calming hormone, has a tendency to cause people to feel more depressed and more anxious. So even just correcting that, and you can use progesterone in a natural form. We call it micronized progesterone. It comes from the... From, the, uh, from soy and yams, and so correcting that, it's still a prescription, but compounding it in a way that a hormone can be given to that patient 
naturally can help bring that level back up and make the depression or the uh, the uh, anxiety go away. So that's one, you know, if We're you going to take a moment from our, with our sponsor for just a second, Doctor, and that is some education to define. I, I'm, I really like for people to understand a common sense of definition uh, because they often think they uh, fake it. We all do that we really understand what the mechanic or the chemical reactions would be if we try to figure them out ourselves when somebody like yourself is um, educating us. And when we come back, let's give them a little education what that means because there's a lot of stress going on right now, Doctor, and a lot of women and men are going through a lot of anxiety and mental stress, and they need to have, maybe it could be a hormonal misfunction that they need to think more about. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye without eye drops. We'll listen to Nature Sears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Jackson, I wanted to ask you let's educate our uh, listeners, and we do have been told a lot of doctors' offices are listening uh, and their patients get to listen during this hour. Um, when I ask you, uh, when you're talking progestion, let's educate what that particular type of treatment, uh, what you're saying. Right. Well, it's not progestin. It's progesterone. And I progesterone. Only make that, uh, yeah, I only make that comment because those are two totally different drugs, and so many physicians today actually treat them like they're the same, and they're absolutely, completely different. Okay. Let's progesterone educate. is the hormone that's known to the human body, and progesterone can be used as a hormone that's given to men and women, mostly women. Mm-hmm. So if there's a progesterone deficiency, which by the time women get to menopause, they've lost 75% of their progesterone before mm-hmm. they even get to menopause. Mm-hmm. And progesterone, as I was saying earlier, is the hormone that's so important for balancing the mood, preventing anxiety, helping to prevent depression. So we can replace that hormone as women get to, as women before they even get to menopause. We can even replace that in a 15-year-old girl who has too much estrogen, so she's getting too much acne, maybe she's getting too much facial hair growth, she's having problems with weight gain, typically uh, a breast tenderness, typically that type of a woman or girl is what we would call estrogen dominant. She doesn't have enough progesterone. 
Mm-hmm. So correcting that imbalance can also protect against breast cancer as a woman ages. Mm-hmm. When you have had a young woman come in uh, that is, has these particular symptoms, have you asked her, for, I'm going to be my side, uh, of where I come from with my research, how much water have you been drinking a day? Uh-huh, that's actually on my questionnaire. <laughs> Good for you. Because have you noticed that they seem to think uh, tea, juices, coffee is so popular today, uh, sodas might have water in it. They, they're, not use, they're not drinking just plain water. Right, absolutely. We see that so often. And, and, you know, of course, that's part of the whole education about nutrition is getting all of those things in balance. Right. Now, yeah, when we're coming forward with young women and men, uh, have you noticed that there's more mental anxiety? I'll call it stress, but I'm going to go mental anxiety happening today, younger than ever in history, more obvious? Absolutely. Again, I, I think it has a lot to do with what's going on in our lifestyle, what people are eating, you know, causing the hormones and the brain chemicals to be further imbalanced. If you now, you are them. teaching us today about something. We've heard the word hormones for a long time, and you're, the hormone deficiency. Now, I'm going to come along, and, and I'm not going to have a leading question here, but I'm going to add something to a research future. I truly believe that what is happening with the dehydration of our bodies today, no two alike, that the air is affecting us. And I'm totally convinced, doctor, that the indoor conditions are a pit because of insulated windows, walls, forced air, AD heating and cooling, the chemistry of fabrics, and more. The dehydration was happening and not enough emphasis on drinking enough water. People think it's too simple. And obviously, you think it's very important. When we have these anxieties and this youth, all these horrible mental anxieties that are happening so young, I've often wondered if more research was done that if a person is healthy enough, they'll deal with the stress much better than they are today. They're, just, they're not wanting to learn to live with the stress. They're giving up. And our hormones probably are not helping at all, but the deficiency uh, because of dehydration effects in the cells and what's happening with the hormonal imbalances younger. Do you believe that further research uh, on this particular issue would be a very exciting to learn more about what is happening here? Uh, why aren't we, our uh, youth and uh, individuals having more strength, more um, ability health, with their health to be able to deal with the obstacles of these mental disorders that are happening? Right. Well, I think that the dehydration is very, very important, and, and I'd love to see more research in anything that, that's more natural and getting back to maybe the way it was many years ago. So I often talk to people about getting back to doing what grandma used to do because they, they really weren't too far off <laughs> from where we are today. So I, I really encourage people to try to get back to the basics, and one of those things is drinking water. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, it would be great if we had more research in that area or and many other areas, including nutrition, which there we go. more and more mm-hmm. research is coming out on that, mm-hmm. and uh, making it a little bit more mainstream, asking these important questions that do seem kind of basic, but they're very important questions in the office, and then teaching our physicians or other fellow physicians there we go. How, to, mm-hmm. how to interpret that. How to interpret that. Now let's uh, talk about toxic stress and diet. Uh, how do we manage toxic stress and diet? 
Well, the, the toxic stress is really defined as ongoing stress without a lot of breaks. So many of my patients that I talk to, and by the way, if you have a question about this program, I, I try to give out my website so people can go to that. It's justasknish, which is N-I-S-H, justasknish.com if you have a question about some of these hormone comments or certainly about uh, diet or toxic stress, which we're going to talk about now, you can go to that website and, and I will actually answer your emails personally. The um, toxic stress is really something that, that people don't feel like they have a break from. And that's, unfortunately, many of us today. Toxic stress is, is something that overproduces, causes an overproduction of cortisol, which is a stress hormone which can lead to depression, can lead to obesity, more fat around the middle part of our body. It certainly can lead to skin problems, chronic fatigue, muscle and joint pain, uh, and I said, like I said earlier, insomnia uh, at night. So what happens is, is that the, the, importance thing, the importance is changing the cortisol production so they're making more cortisol during the day, which is sort of your get-up-and-go hormone, and less cortisol at night. Now, how do they and, do that without a prescription? Is there a... Wait, let's say they have some of those symptoms, and is there a natural method they can do that? Absolutely. First, we have to identify what the problem is, and that can be done through testing and, and also a questionnaire so we know what the symptoms are. But there's some excellent alternative products that I like to use in my office that, that will correct that imbalance shortly, like, you know, very quickly, like within a week. And what happens is their sleep gets restored and their energy gets restored during the day. And it is amazing how people can get their life back by just changing that stress hormone. So many times that's what is at the base of it, the adrenal glands, which are stress glands, or, or what many people refer to as the master, master hormone glands. So when something goes now, wrong there... Now, does this there, also to, uh, affect the pancreas? Absolutely. You yes, know, a lot of times we forget that. And, of course, a lot of individuals don't understand that the uh, pancreas and your diet and what is happening uh, with your stress level uh, is all of a sudden becoming, and, and, and you, you can correct me because you're, you're, you know better than I, um, that the, tox- uh, the toxin and the insulin that's coming out of the pancreas uh, creates an enormous... Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Today we have William Hunt with us, who is from Bend, Oregon, and his new book out 
global warming uh, has uh, been challenged. Uh, but the book, I believe, is going to be very exciting, and today he'll understand where I'm coming from with my 30 years of research. Global Warming Challenged is his book, and it's being sold uh, around the country, and you can go to newswithview.com. Are you with us, William? Yes, I'm here. Now, do you go by Bill or William? Go by Bill. Bill, because I'm married to a Willem, and that's why I asked you. You go by Bill or Willem. William. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in uh, researching global warming. Well, I always had an interest in uh, the environment. Uh, I come from uh, a Forest Service family. Oh, okay. Uh, As you know, we've had a lot of heads of Forest Service on here for the last two years throughout the United States. Yeah, not surprising, really. Uh, this kind of thing, I mean, this matter, well, really, it concerns land managers. It concerns uh, everything to deal with conservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, basically, uh, my background is in natural resources, in biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have degrees in the biology field, in geology. Uh, ironically enough, I started out as a civil engineer before mm-hmm. that job market crashed in the 90s. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I've done a little bit of everything. Okay, uh, now let's move into the uh, challenges here we're having. Um, and I'm going to tell you where I come from a little bit. Uh, I've been studying the uh, planet um, for uh, over 30 years, understanding its cycles, understanding the behavior of human life and dehydration of the planet and dehydration of human life. Um, where do you come from when you say global warming challenged? What does that mean to you? Well, it's a challenge to the idea that man is responsible uh, for temperature. Uh, for, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge to the idea that man is capable of changing the global climate. The two questions that the book asks are basically that, uh, one, is man capable of changing the global climate? And two, is it happening? Okay, we'll start out with um, cycles. Now, describe to us what you think the definition. I'm very good on definitions for common sense to all of the listeners. I don't care who they are. We could have Einstein listening, and I'd still say, give us a definition. What is the definition of climate change? Well, the current definition, uh, at least apparent, uh, the current definition that uh, I would glean from the way it's been bandied about for the last 10 years or so, the way they've made people a lot of money. Oh, exactly. We know of $100 million for one. (laughs) Yeah. The way way it's been bandied about in the last decade or so, climate change has been linked basically to man's actions, and basically... It's kind of a nebulous term because they've linked it to everything from warming up to cooling down to being too wet to being too dry. Something about the iceberg is melting, and oh my gosh, that iceberg over there isn't melting. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, two years' worth of record uh, ice at the poles. The temperatures have been dropping at the poles since 2004. Now, what, are, what is the one distinctive thing, uh, what is the one distinctive discovery that you found in your research that is questionable? that there is the global warming description today that man is causing this. Um, it, what is one of the definitives that you have found that you may prove that they're wrong? 
The biggest definitive. Uh, One thing that you could point out that you believe that they could be wrong, that this is not a man-made change. This could be just a, a climate change, uh, a, a, a universal change that's going on on our planet. What well, is, what do you believe? Lack of any long-term data that supports it. For example, carbon dioxide records, all of our records, well, for example, the only long-term carbon dioxide station that we have, the only one, started by the Scripps Institute and then later run by uh, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, mm-hmm. uh, is there at Mauna Loa. It was started in 1958. That's the only one that's long-term, and it's next to an active volcano. Mm-hmm. Now, you can imagine what that does to skew the results. Now, they can go to your book, Global Warming Challenge, and uh, go to newswithview.com, purchase your book, and you'll have a lot of, de- and, and on your website, I'm sure you'll have a lot of description on why the book could be very informative to the listener to challenge the uh, what's going on with global warming. In other words, you're challenging the fact that it is you don't believe it is all man-made at all. Or are you just saying it's not all man-made? No, my contention is that uh, one, we're not warming. There's no evidence to support that. In fact, what data we have suggests that it's cooling mm-hmm. for the, at least since 2004. Mm-hmm. Two. Uh, I give a description of the various factors from the sun, mm-hmm. which, of course, is our main heat source, to heat left over from the Earth's formation, mm-hmm. to a description of the various processes that uh, basically trap heat and the processes that release it, mm-hmm. and how we very, very poorly understand all of that. Well, definitely. I think research is going to prove in time that what has happened and, and, and also another government intervention that they're going too extreme to prove that man is, again, arrogant enough to cause global, more, uh, global changes. Uh, I, now, I'm going to get a little upfront about this. I think that when Al Gore leaped into his concern, sincere concern about the globe, the planet, the environment, and health and life and eternity, but I think he went too extreme. And uh, I truly believe what's happening to people's research is they don't want to hit the ecosystem of a balance. They want to go too extreme. Um, now, when you found, did you find in there, like I did with some of my research, there is a climate change, but that's been going on forever. Oh, yeah. Well, we can change local small climates. I mean, that's been happening forever. No, I don't mean man did it. I'm talking about our universe and our solar system oh, and yeah. the planet Earth, and I have to study the whole planet. Is, is in the solar system of what is happening, it, will, it does go through changes. It has gone through cycles for everlasting for the millions of years. And we're in a, a climate change, global change with a cycle. Uh, you know, uh, Bill, I'm 67 years old, and in the old world, when I used to wake up at Christmas, we had snow all for, for a few years on the ground. I haven't been getting snow lately. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It could, it'll come back again. Well, we have, uh, yeah, well, well, we've already, here in the Northwest, we've already had uh, a couple of snowy years in the Cascades. We had 500% on average throughout the Pacific And Northwest. it's a cycle. Yeah, exactly. And the old-timers are saying that right now the cooler temps in the last two years are very much like what we had in the 50s and 60s. There we go. It's a cycle. 
the cycle. Now, I, I, you and I will probably both agree today uh, that your book, uh, The Global Warming Challenges, and I think people really need to re- read this book, Bill, because there's so many different subjects there that people need to evaluate. And I've said to my listeners, and I will say it to the world, please learn to uh, learn to study, learn to go out and learn more about all the sides and all the directions. Be objective. Be unemotional about what you want to learn. This is affecting the world of our whole of our generations to come. We are a fa- Bill. We're a family planet, and people have to understand that what you and I are doing here is affecting the whole ecosystem all over the world. Just being here, alive, and here, let alone what else we do on the earth. And uh, I'm hoping that your book brought out uh, that there is a climate cycle uh, that people can learn and our youth. I want the youth to learn to read these books because it's something they need to learn. Hit the balancing act. Don't go extreme and learn what cycles mean. And all of us, you get up in the morning and you have a cycle personally during the day. You might not always be the same person every day. Earth's behavior is identical. Am I right or wrong, Bill? Yeah. Well, for example, the third section of this book deals with conservation, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you mentioned. You know the, how humans affect uh, this planet. Uh, for example, I discussed everything from stewardship to home conservation mm-hmm. uh, to recycling, water conservation, all water. Discuss <laughs> alternative vehicle fuel. Hey, Bill, I hope and I read in your book that you really emphasize the water. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty important, uh, especially here. Vital. You can't. Would there be no planet or life without it? Oh yeah, and in fact, you look at uh, well, you look at the burgeoning populations in Asia. That is a key problem for them right now. Oh yeah. You don't think of the humid, you know, areas of of the East as having problems with water, but when you have three billion people on a continent, all of a sudden it becomes a major factor. Well, now over in China, because I've done a lot of uh, study with China, in China and around China and the continent, that that is so sad because of of the conditions there and uh, the um, uh, monsoon uh, desert conditions that they have um, and then the pollution that's in the air. They did not think that out. They did not. They're trying. And then you go over to uh, India and desert conditions and dry and and the problems uh, that they're having. And, again, the man created a situation. Both of those con- in that continent, there is an effect that is going on uh, that will affect other parts of the world uh, with conditions of, of um, lack of water, um, the lack of sanitation, uh, the fact that they've been polluting the air over in China, and they're working very hard now to change that. Uh, and then they have a monsoon, and that's going to affect the air by the monsoon windstorms and the and, and the sand and the, all that going. I, I, I've even been told it can go to the West Coast, can uh, go that far. Um, but I am agreeing with you um, that uh, there should be so much study, and people need to learn to educate themselves to make their de- uh, opinions and their dis, uh, decisions. You know, there's really funny, Bill, about the opinion. Today we're so inundated with communications of all directions, and for some reason they say they sell advertising when it's more negative. And I'm sorry to say that's sad because we need to learn more about the middle ground, the balancer 
of our ecosystem. And uh, Bill, I'm one of those believers that eco eco means balancing. Don't go too extreme one way or the other. Try to always hit the middle. Did you find that out when you were studying? Well, yeah, and it you know I, I found that there's a, a tremendous difference between uh, uh, conservation and today's modern version of environmentalism. And you know, basically the difference between preservationism, which uh, could be seen as modern environmentalism, versus conservation, which is using it but taking care of it as you use it. And so we've kind of come... You know, I, kind I, of like going, I'm going to follow that one for a second. It's kind of like uh, I live in Grants Pass, Oregon, and I have, for the many, many moons, and until I got too busy, I used to travel down the Rogue River on rafts and weed camp. But when you get up and you leave your campsite, you leave it as you found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If for you follow chapter me? Chapter 5, it, it's... it's uh... You grow a garden, and you maintain, you maintain the soil, and you take care of it. Um, it's, but I also have a show based on your health. In other words, everybody has uh, life, and they, the, they need to learn how to take care of themselves because that's an ecosystem. If they do not take very good care of their health, that is going to affect somebody else's health. It always will. It's the same thing with our, our planet, Earth, is we need to maintain it, keep it in a balance. Think about everybody else on the planet, not just ourselves where we're at. Is it, we only have a moment left. Would you like to uh, uh, t- tell our listeners something that I've, we have not been able to discuss yet? Uh, well, one of the more staggering things of the book uh, that has not been discussed, uh, everyone's heard about the dead zone off the Oregon coast, but are they aware that that arises from volcanism? Okay, let's, you know, I was told I have 10 minutes because we had some technical problems today, so we do have some time. Tell us about the dead zone. Okay, uh, it's, for example, it's been blamed upon everything from pesticide runoff to global warming, but if you look at, well... Now, any, why did they call it the dead zone? Well, there is an area of about 200 by 300 miles off the Oregon coast, and the water's relatively shallow for quite a distance out there mm-hmm. on the ocean floor. But basically, starting about four to five years ago, there is an area in which most of the ocean floor out there, basically the life has died off. Well, what they haven't said, what most of the media has not said, is that this has been uh, at the same. This has been at the same time that we've had a upsurge in the amount of volcanism out there. There's a number of seamounts out in that area. It's part of the Cape Blanco Fracture Zone. Now let's follow you, because remember, we're laymen compared to you. When you okay. said there's been some volcanic action, is that under the ocean? No, well, the, well, this is, yeah, this is on the ocean floor. On, on the ocean floor? There's literally hundreds of volcanoes on the ocean floor out that's in That's where I'm coming from. So you believe that your discovery has been that that's been an activity going on that's affecting the uh, vegetation and the sand uh, displacements and more. Well, actually, it's it's not even so much that. It's the outgassing from the volcanoes. Outgassing, okay. Yeah, for example, uh, the OSU was running cameras in that area uh, a few years ago, uh, I mean, two or three years ago, and the pictures from the ocean floor showed a one-inch layer of sulfur. On uh-huh. the ocean bottom, you know, they uh-huh. showed all these carcasses of various animals, plants. You now, you're know, touching on to something very fascinating to me. Um, that a particular type of nature's pollution, 
Mm-hmm. Did you follow I'm me? I'm blaming this on man. Yeah. This is something man cannot do. No, I mean, this is something man cannot even area. stop. <laughs> You've just touched on to something why everybody needs to read your book, The Global Warming Challenge here. Uh, but going to this um, pollution in the sea by nature. But now we're, man is only calling it pollution. Nature is causing, nature is going to be, it's a description of nature. It's kind of like recently we have this huge willow bill on our, we live on the Rogue River, and we have this gorgeous, huge willow that's very old, and it lost an enormous big branch. And I'm looking up at it after it had all been cleaned up, and I thought, well, I guess that's nature. And the tree isn't as beautiful as it was, but it's, it was naturally done. So we have a nature at the floor of the ocean happening that's called the dead zone. Why did they call it the dead zone, though? Well, uh, when it's part of uh, part of the reason why they got interested in that area was because that uh, from uh, the, the area is roughly uh, it's just south and just north of the California Oregon border there, and spreads out into the ocean a couple hundred miles. Mm-hmm. And basically, so it was Crescent City, Brookings, mm-hmm. and, and it was uh, Beach. because of the uh, reduction of fish stocks down there, you know, Klamath okay. River area, that kind of thing. And so, you know, that got people interested. Uh, and, of course, naturally, they deci- or, I mean, naturally, a lot of the environmental groups just immediately decided that this has to be man-made. And so, you know, and, and, and again... This well, you know what, I'm going to mention something, too, again today. Um, you're giving me an opportunity <laughs> to say my discoveries that I have been studying and will continue to study, study audience, but objectively, open-mindedly. The one thing I find about our environmentalists is they're not who I am. I am an environmentalist. You're an environmentalist. But you believe in the balancing of being objective enough. Can you learn enough? Never. But if you go extreme, if you go extreme any direction, Bill, you're, you're, you've imbalanced the ecosystem of the whole planet. I'm a true believer in my research that if anybody goes extreme, they're imbalancing the whole planet. They're the ones that are causing the environmental problem. Well, I would agree. Now, would agree. Uh, follow me a little bit and see. The global warming challenge is for a lot of people to get grants, foundation money, and go out and show the world that they are on a mission of extremists. Uh, then there's other people who don't do nothing. There's another extreme. Then you've got an individual like yourself where you want to bring to the world in a view, in uh, another direction to think that global warming should be challenged. Because if it doesn't get challenged, Bill, if, you, if you're not... You're the type of individual who has a mission to challenge it because the extremist is, uh, is challenging the ecosystem balance of our whole planet by being extreme. It's kind of like example, Bill. Follow me for a minute. Mm-hmm. The word insulated windows and walls, the last time, one of the times they got extreme. What is that doing to our health indoors? They did it to save money. Well, Bill, what they did is they went to extreme, and there's no moisture in the air indoors at all, hardly anymore. Well, life on Earth has to have moisture, that fluid they call it in the air, to live. If you don't have it, 
you, you cannot detoxify and you're unhealthy. So what you're saying in your book is challenge this. Learn to, to think some other directions about how important it is for us to learn about the cycles of our earth and not be so extreme. Is that what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I point out uh, basically a lot of the fallacies behind the kind of thinking and I, I point out the, the mindsets, et cetera. For example, the middle section of the book deals with uh, basically the politics and the mindsets behind it. Mm-hmm. And I point out, for example, uh, everything from the radical environmentalism to, you mentioned gr- uh, grants, et cetera. Well, I actually mentioned some of the uh, uh, ideas you know, behind that in our universities about species loss and some of our artificially created species. For example, one I one that I like to use. Well, for example, when I was researching the book, there were 12 species of chipmunks in the in the Western United States. Now there's 25. Uh, Bill, and, we only have a minute left. Um, <laughs> darn it! Uh, it, it let's uh, give the audience your mission and where to find your book. Okay. Well, basically, my mission is to educate. Okay. Uh, basically, educate people about about this problem. Uh, and uh, the book can be found at globalwarmingchallenged.com. Mm-hmm. It can also be found on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, and go to newswithview.com. Yep, and some of my articles can be found on newswithviews.com. Well, keep up the good work because there's uh, there's there's the old saying and a new saying, I should say, fair and balanced. And you've got a direction going that people need to discover and learn more and use their own intelligence, their common sense. Don't have form opinions until you think you've learned enough. And I'm a believer, Bill. Can you learn enough? No, definitely not. No. You're always learning. Well, you have a wonderful, uh, you're going to have a book tour coming up. I, and, I hope that, and I know that's going to be posted, so I'll um, ask our audience to watch for that. And I wish you a very nice, special day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you for joining you us. Bye. Bye. Well, I, I, today we've had a little technical problem, and I was sorry that we weren't able to complete with Dr. Jackson. Um, uh, she was teaching us about your uh, when the hormones are imbalanced. It could be a lot of symptoms that you were not considering from age 30 on. Uh, the premenopausal uh, problems that you have that you're blaming your whatever reasons. You're blaming um, friends and family and Maybe a lot of different uh, blames are happening that when it maybe it's just your personal health, your symptoms, and hormonal imbalancing can, that can happen. Um, please go to justasknish.com. And then she also is the founder of VENTANA Wellness Center. And I think you're going to learn a lot from uh, those kind of wellness clinics. There's, they have a variety of different doctors and specialties in those clinics. Um, Earth does have a secret, and I'm a believer that when you want to learn more about yourself, you're going to learn a lot about this Earth you're living on. Embrace your life. That means you are special, and I want you to learn, I hope, from the show every week and from our guests, taking their time away from what they do, you are special. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Take very good care of yourself. You are special. And leave your footprint. Be an example. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day.
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thank you.